0: First of all, I want to bless each of you. I want to welcome you to God's house. Pastor David said this morning about there's a sweet presence of the Lord here. I could feel it back there. Right, We are, we are so blessed to be able to gather together and to gather together in the presence of the Lord. Right? This is awesome. So I want to welcome you here. I want to welcome to everyone who's watching us online as well. Last week, uh, we spoke about fighting the good fight of faith. Fighting the good fight of faith. We're stemming off a topic which Pastor David and Pastor Daniel, and Pastor Nelson, begun. Today, we want continue to continue that discussion a bit today. I, I love the song set this morning. I love it. Thank you, Olivia, for leading us in that. They was the lyrics that were powerful. They were true. They were consistent. <laughs> Even thematically, they are consistent. Do you hear what God is saying to us? What God has been saying to us? Do you get stirred? in yourself to fight. That you have a reason to fight. In preaching last week, I, I I loved after the service, the online people went to see this, but afterwards we prayed for Pastor Winona. And even in that, there was, th- there was this beautiful attitude of a people that can come before their father knowing and believing that they're heard And they can come to a father who answers their prayer. And there were some powerful testimonies as well. Because God has done things in our lives. And we need to remember them. And we need to repeat them and to make them known. I want to pull up one scripture. It's a scripture that God brought to me this week as as I thought off the message from last week, the metaphor of the sea kind of stuck with me a lot. The sea as in the chaos that's around us, uh, maybe even more particularly to our neighbors uh, in the south, it, it seems at the moment, but it's it's touching all of us wherever we are in different ways. And Psalm 93 uh, is, is a passage God brought to my attention, so I looked it up. I'm going to read a little bit about this. Psalm 93 of the psalmist says, The Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. Indeed, the Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. Your throne, O Lord, has stood from time immemorial. You yourself are from the everlasting past. The floods have risen up, O Lord. The floods have roared like thunder. The floods have lifted up their pounding waves. In some of the translations, it might say the seas. The seas have lifted up their voice. I don't know if you've ever had the privilege of being near a a large waterfall or even just standing uh, at the ocean and hearing the waves come in. There's a power in those waves. There's a power in that rushing water. And when you're I haven't been near Niagara Falls, I've been some local waterfalls and stuff, so I I can only imagine Niagara Falls. But I know when there's a loud, thunderous sound, your voice can even be drowned out. Almost swallowed up. I know when you stand in the ocean, I've had that privilege that the waves can come, you get knocked back. With the right wave. And those aren't nearly as big as, as the waves of, of, that are out there. There's a power in there. There is, in a sense, a power in the chaos that surrounds us, the storms that, that rage against us. The waves buffet on our windows and pour through our windowsills, come into our homes. They push at us. They buffet at us. They roar at us. I'm going to interrupt Psalm 93 for a second with Isaiah 57. But the wicked are like the tossing sea, for it cannot be quiet, and its waters toss up refuse and mud. There's no peace, says my God, for the wicked. We're caught, it seems at times in the sea where even in the roar, we we pray, we call out and maybe even our voice feels drowned out. By the sound. I can't even hear myself. I don't know if you've ever been in a large group of people in a large stadium. Where they're cheering and you go to cheer and it's like, I cannot hear myself and you're screaming at the top of your lungs, maybe you're, you're wild and excited for whatever it is. And you can't even hear yourself. Later on, you get back to your vehicle or wherever and your ears are ringing. Your voice is hoarse. <laughs> you know, you, you know clearly you've been screaming, and yelling, but in that moment you can't even hear. Hebrews 6.18 says, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. The sea rages around us, We ourselves can't necessarily still the waves. They come, like it or not. But we have a hope which is anchored to a rock that doesn't move. A rock that doesn't change. A rock that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. An anchor that does not move. We have the choice to hold on or to let go. We hold on, we grasp, knowing that it's secure, believing that it's secure. I want to go back to Psalm ninety-three for a second. As the psalmist talks with the Lord, he says. Just before that, as I read here. The floods have risen up, O Lord. The floods have roared like thunder. The floods have lifted up their pounding waves. But mightier than the violent raging of the seas. Mightier than the breakers on the shore. The Lord above is mightier than these. there is a chaos but there is someone who is greater than the chaos. There are broken stories all around us and maybe in our homes and I don't want to diminish the pain of it but there is a greater story that swallows up all those narratives and it is a story of victory of hope of triumph yeah. and it is a story that is promised to every believer in Christ to everyone who holds on to that anchor it is your story yeah. more than the moment you have something you have a testimony Revelation talks about after a new he- earth a new heaven about there being no more sea The chaos is gone. The tears are dried. There is praise to the Father. There is joy and celebration. There's justice and mercy. Your royal laws, Psalm 93, your royal laws cannot be changed. Your reign, O Lord, is holy forever and ever. Our anchor isn't going anywhere. Our promise and our hope is not going away. No matter where our situation is, no matter what the feelings are. The feelings come. And they're powerful. They influence our decisions. We Can't get rid of them. Try to numb them, but they're there. They're information that's given to us that we respond to or react to. But there's something, sometimes our feelings actually lie to us. There is someone who does not lie to us and has himself suffered even in our place. That even in our suffering, he's with us. Even in our fear or confusion, he's there and he's telling you that there's a greater story. All your days ordained before one of them came to be. And you get a happy ending. There is something beyond and greater than the storm. There is someone greater. When you're anchored, if you trust the anchor, you don't need to be worried about being swept away. And again, it's not saying we're not being aware of the waves and the shifting tides, but you don't need to be afraid of them. Instead, and I like he I, I love we saying that God is the breaker of the sea. The Bible is full of such beautiful imagery, there's there's poetry, there's history, there's biography. it's a ton of different literary genres and sea is used in different ways. When you look at Noah, God rescuing out of a sea and water that consumes the earth, out of utter chaos, God rescues. When you look at the Israelites, he said, this is a miracle I'm going to make my name known by. Caught between death and sea, the chaos, God breaks open the sea and leads them through. And then closes the sea on the enemies again. Giving them deliverance. we're confident in our anchor, if we can know that it's not going anywhere, then we hold on. We can actually shift to even being a position of rescue. Holding on to our anchor, we can reach out. We can make the anchor known. We can call out there is refuge. There is a place that's unchanging. Unchanging. There is something that doesn't change yeah. That's why i was I was sitting uh, yesterday I was in my son's room and my son was was very blessed a little while ago with a, during Christmas time very blessed with a, a gift of a drum set electric drum set uh, from his grandparents and uh, uh, so I, I I said well you know you, you should really sit down and practice and so I went to his room and I sat beside or behind him. I thought I'm going to, you know, I've, I know a little bit of drums. So I'm going to try to, to, uh, give him a lesson. Right. Do a, a father son connecting moment. And so I thought I'll show him, you know, four, four timing and, and whatnot. Simple, basic beat. And so I, I show him and, and he's like, okay, okay, dad. And, and seems to take it a little awkwardly and, uh, But he does it. And I sit down thinking, good. And then he starts doing his own thing. And I realize, huh, his skills have already gone beyond what I just tried to show him. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm watching my son. And he's making his beats and and his rhythm uh, with the gift God's given him. And I start to reflect a little bit. uh, and it's like, you know, shoot, I <laughs> maybe I wasn't that aware. <laughs> maybe I hadn't been that present at the moment to to recognize that. And I started, y- 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 it's silly, uh, but uh, I'm sure no parent out here is is done this. And, but y- maybe in that moment you start thinking about uh, their future or, or, or wondering, right? Looking at kids, there can often be concerns and, and, and thoughts and feelings for their future, the unknown. Right. We want the best for our kids. We want them to do well. Uh, but in that moment, thinking, shoot, my lesson wasn't good enough. Maybe these little insecurities creep in. What if, what if I'm not enough? Because there's all this chaos, all this world there that my 10-year-old son doesn't know. Right. There's a lot of things I didn't know as a 30-year-old. <laughs> My 10-year-old son does not know about the stuff outside our doors to the extent that, that maybe even some kids his age do, right? And that's not in itself a bad thing, but it made me think, what if I'm not enough? What if I can't meet all these needs to protect my son, to help my son, to guide my son, right? And the truth is, I'm, I'm not enough. That's, that's life. But then something else occurred to me too. Even though there's all this shift and all this change, and it's it's pounded on us about how much change there is, how much society has changed, how much values have changed, how much culture has changed, it, it hit me what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes: "There's nothing new under the sun." You might have whatever TikTok and and uh, There's ubiquitous porn everywhere, and there's uh, whatever there is, right? But man hasn't changed. He really hasn't. He has the same needs, the same desires, and he's trying to get them met really in the same ways. (laughs) The aesthetics look a little different from time to time. But he's really doing the same thing, trying to meet the same needs that are really ultimately only met by God and the way God created them to be met. still the same pain, the same confusion. They just give it new labels. And they just go to the same things to try to fill up. And it doesn't work. we know what works. (laughs) Not that we have it all figured out. Don't misunderstand me. We don't have it necessarily all figured out, but we know we have someone we can go to. We know we have someone who is good. And when I say good, I don't mean preferable. I mean he's good. There is nothing lacking in him. There is no quality that is lacking in him that keeps him from being God. He's totally sufficient. He is good. He is kind. He is caring. He is loving. He is just and merciful. Nothing's lacking, and we can go to him. There's chaos. And in that chaos, there's an anchor. And not only that, we have a greater picture beyond the chaos that points to something more. That says, chaos, this isn't eternal. But God is. Chaos had a beginning, it will have an end. God doesn't. And God has promised to take us beyond the end of chaos into life. Right now, even amidst the chaos, he'll even walk with us through the storm. Even with Jesus, in the boat with the disciples, there's a storm raging all around. The disciples, Jesus, wake up, we're going to drown. The sea can't drown God. Jesus rules over the sea. Chaos has no grasp on him. Chaos has no grasp on God. God rules over all, over us. And there's a point in me i unrelated. It, it was a number of services ago, uh, a few months back as we, was, we were sitting here before COVID and we we're worshiping. And uh and being open, I, there was something I was I was wrestling with and struggling with, and I wasn't happy with myself, and I was feeling uh uh, and I'm sure, again, nobody comes into church feeling insecure or, or down, <laughs> right? We're holy people. <laughs> nobody struggles. Nobody struggles. But I was. And I was feeling shame. I was feeling guilt. I was feeling condemnation. And I was praying and God about it, feeling weak. And there's something that I felt which I did not expect to feel, and that was anger. That started to come. And I was surprised because it wasn't just my anger. It was anger. And then you know what came into my mind? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? What has Christ done for us? What has Christ done for you? Remember. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimonies, and because we didn't love our lives unto death. We can hold fast to our anchor. We can make our declaration, our testimony known. And we can even rescue some out of the chaos with us. Through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, this is good news. You get a lot of not so good news in the world. I don't know if you if you ever uh, uh, John Kr- I can never say his name right John Krasinski John actor from The Office Dr- yeah Krasinski Krens- okay John <laughs> during the whole COVID thing especially during the whole the first initial wave a lot of bad news he did kind of a cool thing where he put out some good news just a a website a news website dedicated to simply and only good news. It was good for you, John, because we need that sometimes. Right? We need to hear good news. We need to hear good testimonies. Amen. And I am confident that we have a God who produces good testimonies in the lives of his children. Yeah. I'm also aware that as believers, we sometimes tend to forget. Because we can enjoy the, the moment, and then the next wave comes. Right? And that's the thing about the sea. The waves keep coming. And they will keep coming. Right? But we have someone greater. You have an anchor, you're not going anywhere, you have a testimony. There's so much more to be said. (laughs) But I'm going to do this last thing here. I'm going to do the one thing which we should always do, and that's point to Jesus Christ. See, in every situation, no matter what the storm is, no matter what part of chaos or aspect of chaos you might feel, again, I don't want to diminish what you're going through. It's not my place it's not right. The church is created to praise God. It's also created to serve each other in love and compassion and empathy and kindness. To cry with those who cry and to laugh with those who laugh. There's something authentic and real and valuable that we need from each other that God put us in community and fellowship, made us brothers and sisters in Christ to be a part of each other in this way. Knowing that we're anchored and encouraging and reminding ourselves and each other the same thing as we're buffeted by waves and seeing victories even in them. But whatever the situation is, whatever the story is, whatever The moment is. Even though the moment is only a moment. Jesus Christ is available to you. Dwells with you. Dwells in you. It is not the ferocity of your cry that makes you heard. It is simply the authentic intention of your heart towards him. He heard Hannah's whisper as she prayed for Samuel. He came to uh, Elijah or Elisha, sometimes, but he came to them in a whisper, a still, small voice. It doesn't matter how loud the waterfall is, how much you don't hear yourself, if you're intentional towards God, he hears you. He heard you, but nobody else did. When you even questioned your own voice, he heard. And his promises are the same when he felt great. The promises are the same today. And tomorrow will be as well. And every single day after that, he does not change. You have an anchor that is not going anywhere. And when you hold on to that anchor in faith, neither are you. It's not simply surviving. It is not simply surviving. Paul talks about putting on the arm of God and doing all we can do to just stand. But there's something more yet. Because God has won the victory. God has given us something that will never go away. To wrap up, I want to bless everyone that was with us online. Uh, thank you for being with us. And I hope to see you guys next week. Or uh, <laughs> someone else is preaching. but. <laughs> But tune in. (laughs) Uh, Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you so much for who you are. Lord God, thank you that even in the storm, you come to us. There are times when you calm the storm, when it's peace, be still. And there are times the storm still rages, Lord God, but you're no less God. And we're no less anchored to you when we hang on by faith. Whatever the power of the storm, Lord God, your power is greater still. Your word, your throne, your kingdom rules over all things. And your promises to us are yes and amen. Thank you for the victory we have through Jesus Christ. Thank you for the testimony of praise you've promised us. We bless you. We worship you. You are the one who led your people through the sea into the promised land and made your name known through all generations. We thank you for you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.